0: Hello and welcome back to 365 days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and baby dinosaur fanatic. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story.
1: It's 365
0: with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon, i'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough, it's 365. That makes sense too. on this day in 2020, a team of scientists published their findings about the smallest dinosaur fossil ever found. at just 1.5 centimeters long, the skull of this tiny creature was discovered in myanmar, encased in amber. A few months later, the scientists retracted their article from the scientific publication, Nature. Some outside paleontologists put forth new evidence to suggest that the supposed dinosaur fossil might have just actually been a lizard. It's still up for debate who's correct here, but regardless, tiny fossils, strange new creatures? I don't know about you, but I want to dig deeper. A paleontologist at the China University of Geosciences in Beijing, Li Dixing, is well known for his impressive collection of amber encased fossils. Amber is a gemstone, but it's made from natural fossilized tree resin. So sometimes ancient plants and small animals can be preserved in a gorgeous amber casing, giving us a pretty clear image of what these things looked like back when they were alive. Xing also studies dinosaur footprints, tracking the remains to learn more about when, where, and how dinosaurs lived in Asia, but in 2016, he encountered a piece of amber from a mine in Myanmar that was smaller than his fingertip, yet it seemed to contain something big. Xing took the skull to Shanghai, where he studied it with a high-powered x-ray that can reveal features as tiny as a blood cell. But under closer scrutiny, the species in the fossil seemed even stranger. Over 99 million years old, the fossilized creature had big eyes and a long snout, features that would lead researchers to believe it's an ancient bird. But it also had at least 23 teeth in its upper jaw alone, which is more than any known bird from the Cretaceous era. While parsing the x-rays, Xing sent the scans to Jingmei O'Connor, who PBS's Rewire calls a punk rock paleontologist. Apparently she moonlights as a DJ and rocks a lip ring in tattoo sleeves, which is honestly just really cool. If you imagine paleontologists to be desert dwelling diggers and head-to-toe khaki gear, you are wrong. This woman is basically a Pokemon gym leader. Anyway, O'Connor is an expert in avian dinosaurs. She's a professor at the Chinese Academy of Sciences, and she was just as puzzled as Xing when she looked at the scans. It seems that scientific discoveries really thrive on teamwork. So then O'Connor sent the images to Lars Schmitz, a researcher in California who knows more than anyone about the evolution of vision. By studying the fossil's eyes, he was able to deduce that despite its tiny size, this was a full-grown creature. Here's where it gets even weirder. In retrospect, we now know that these researchers eventually retracted their paper after new evidence came to light that the creature might have just been a lizard, but even after that retraction, Schmitz told National Geographic that the shape of its eyes aren't really seen in any other bird or dinosaur. Rather, the closest comparison they found to the species' eyes today was, wait for it, a lizard. Still, at the time, Shing, O'Connor, Schmitz, and a team of other researchers determined that the tiny piece of amber contained the skull of the smallest known bird or dinosaur. But the retraction came when other paleontologists published their interpretations of the scans, explaining why they believed this specimen must be a lizard. To this day, we still don't know which group of scientists is correct. Currently, the second paper is being peer-reviewed. That means that other researchers are fact-checking the claims in the paper and conducting their own studies to test its validity. But when it comes down to it, what's most interesting about this story isn't whether or not scientists found a lizard or a bird, what's so fascinating is that we're still learning new things about what the world was like 99 million years ago. One last thing, as exciting as fossilized amber is, we can't talk about these new scientific discoveries without addressing the complex ethical issues at play. These amber fossils from Myanmar have helped scientists like Xing unearth new information about prehistoric organisms. But the amber comes from the Kachin state in Myanmar, which has been riddled with conflict for years. Their opposing political factions compete for the profits from amber sales, so when scientists purchase these kinds of fossils, they're inadvertently contributing to the political unrest. More recently, the political climate in Myanmar has worsened. In February 2021, Myanmar's military staged a coup and seized control of the government. They detained several elected officials, including Democratic leader Aung San Suu Kyi, and declared a state of emergency, claiming that their recent election was rigged. The military installed a new unelected leader, and tens of thousands of people gathered to protest the military coup. The conflict still continues, and we can only hope that democracy will soon be restored. As a general reminder, I think it's important that we understand that there are lots of issues going around in the world, Myanmar being an example of one of them. As members of a larger community, being the broader population of our world, it's important we educate ourselves on the events that are happening around us. So take a moment when you have the energy to do so and try and read up about what's going on. Have empathy, spread resources, and educate yourself. And now on to some music. Today, we have a special guest, Verete,
1: here to talk about where she was on this day last year. Hi, I'm Verete. And on March 12th, 2020, I was in the middle of my headline tour for my second record, New Skin. This was the day that the entire West Coast shut down because of COVID. This didn't come as a huge surprise to us. Our van was stocked with hand sanitizer and masks and we were trying to navigate how to be safe while being on tour without having any guidance from the government or really anyone on how we should proceed or anyone really to kind of tell us how we should handle being on the road. I look back at those moments and those final shows had so much energy and it feels like we were all preparing for what was about to come. And at midnight, March 12th, we had just played a sold out show at the House of Blues in San Diego and we knew it was all over. And quite honestly, we felt really deflated because we had worked so hard on this show and we knew it was over. That night we got Indian takeout and we played Mario Kart and we hung out. And we were sad and scared for what was about to come. March 12th was the day the floor literally fell out from under me. And I can say my life has fundamentally changed since then. When life gives you a global pandemic, you make a new game plan. And I have spent the last year exploring production, podcasting, and really new ways to connect my community. And despite all of the negative, and there is so much negative. I've been forced to focus in on the positive and make the absolute best of a really terrible situation. So while this is technically my one year anniversary in this pandemic, and that's a grim thought, I can look back and recognize that I am a better person for the work that I've done during this time.
0: And now for our final segment, I'm going to go into my own photo archives, and see what I was up to on a March 12th in my life. Oh my God. On March 12th, 2018, I have a screenshot of me playing the Akinator. Now, if you don't know what the Akinator is, it's this thing on websites that basically allows you to play like 20 questions with a, an AI uh, that pulls information from from, you know, the internet and and tries to guess what you are thinking of. Um, and you can bet that on this thing, I was thinking of myself, MXM Tune, because I was wondering if I had become well-known enough in order to be on the Akinator, which, you know, that's the true marker of success is when you are on the Akinator. Um, and I got it. I don't remember how many questions it took me in order to get there. I didn't have a photo attached to myself, but the Akinator said I think of Mxm Tune, and my description was part Chinese YouTube singer. Which you know what? I'm really glad they they acknowledged my my racial background. You know, that's really important to me, my cultural heritage. They acknowledge that I'm a singer. Um, they acknowledge that I do YouTube, although I don't really make YouTube videos all that often anymore. Um, but yeah, I thought that was very cool was a neat day thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts you can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past it's 365 with mxm tune new facts every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365